let's get ready to study God's Word. to another episode of Rightly Divide the Word of Truth. This is Andrew S. Baker, and it's time for another devotional study. Please be sure to visit us at biblestudy.asbzone.com, where you can find links to our previous episodes and various Bible study resources. Let's have a word of prayer before we get into this study. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the blessings that we receive at your hands. We thank you for wisdom and understanding. We ask that your Holy Spirit will be with us and that you'll help us, that we'll communicate this in the way that will bring glory and honor to your name. Please be with everyone who listens, and may this message uh, be effective. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Today's study is entitled, Do You Know What to Do? Do you know what to do? Our passage, our verse comes to us from 1 Chronicles 12, verse 32. In the middle of a series of genealogies, we get the following. And of the children of Issachar, which were men that had understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do, the heads of them were 200, and all their brethren were at their commandment. First Chronicles 12:32 A while back, a little bit earlier in my channel, and we even did it once on true wisdom, we asked the question, what's the purpose of prophecy anyway? And the reason this question was asked and the reason it's important to revisit this whole thing again is that with all of the things going on on the planet right now, there's a great deal of focus among Christians about prophecy. And this focus is not unwarranted, but in many ways, the focus is being squandered because we don't seem to understand what the point of prophecy is. The purpose of prophecy is to warn God's people about coming events so they will do something or do certain things. All throughout history, God has warned his people in order that they might take action. When the wickedness of the earth was brewing, God came to Noah and warned him that a flood would come. What Noah needed to do, as we find in Genesis 5 and 6 and in Hebrews 11, Noah needed to build an ark and to warn the people of the coming danger so that they could get into the ark. When Sodom and Gomorrah 
were about to go through some things. Angels came and warned Lot. And he had just enough time to go and warn his family so that they could be prepared to escape the judgments of Sodom and Gomorrah. We've done podcasts on Remember Lot's Wife. When Joseph was in Egypt, God warned Pharaoh, and Joseph was able to interpret that a famine would come, a tremendous famine would come. And Joseph instructed Pharaoh on how he should conduct his government in order to survive the famine that would come. Ultimately, Pharaoh put him in charge, but because of what Joseph knew, Joseph behaved in a way that was beneficial for the people of the land. And really, not just the people of Egypt, but the people of the surrounding nations. We could give other examples. Okay? We could give other examples. In the time of Elisha, Elisha told the king of Israel several times that the king of Syria was trying to ambush him. And because of that, the king of Israel avoided particular places and survived several times. The purpose of prophecy is to alert God's people so that God's people know what to do for themselves, what preparation to make for themselves, and how to warn everyone else. Okay? Jesus told his disciples about the destruction of Jerusalem so they would know what to watch for and how to avoid it. Unfortunately, today, what we find is that many people are using prophecy strictly from a knowledge perspective. They're using prophecy to emphasize distrust. They're looking at the great controversy. They're looking at the information we've been given about the conflict, the cosmic conflict that particularly affects this earth, but really and truly affects the global, the universal community. And rather than telling people how to be prepared to meet coming events, they're focusing on how to distrust this person, that person, this nation, that nation, this entity, that entity. They're not preparing people to survive. It would be similar to Noah upon hearing that the wickedness of man was great and that God would destroy with a flood 
to spend all of his time simply condemning the most wicked and obvious groups present without encouraging people to A, turn their individual lives around, and B, get into the ark that he was building. The purpose of prophecy is so that we know what to do. And we see that with the children of Issachar, which were men that had understanding of the times. For what purpose? To know what Israel ought to do. We need to reevaluate the knowledge that we have and understand how to leverage it in a way that will save others. Obviously, you can't save them against their will, but you also can't save them if you don't give them or share with them the information in a productive way and will bring glory and honor to God's name. When we look at the Bible prophecies and we see how things will play out, we need to warn people in a productive way, in a productive way of how they need to operate. That's what we need to do. We need to have people be prepared so that their spiritual condition is strengthened. The goal is not just to get them distrustful of things in a physical scenario. The goal is not to inflame political perspectives. The goal is to educate people spiritually and introduce them to a relationship with Christ that they can be prepared. They can choose to be prepared. Not everyone is going to agree. Not everyone is going to see it from that perspective, but we owe it to them to give them an opportunity to choose that perspective. If people don't want to look at world events and don't want to look at the things that are happening from a spiritual perspective, that's their choice. But if you withhold information from them that would allow them to at least have that choice, to exercise that choice, then you're depriving them. Not only that, we need to know what to do. We need to be prepared for what is coming. We need to be ready, not simply distrustful. We need to have a right perspective of prophecy. In a recent podcast, spoke about Prophecy Primer, understanding how all of the end-time prophecies work together. One of the things that people don't seem to get, and I didn't mention it when I was doing that podcast, but I'm going to mention it now. God's people are going to spend a good portion of the final events on the run and persecuted. Okay? So for those people who look at prophecy from a physical standpoint, those people who see conflict in the Bible 
final end time conflict in the Bible from a primarily physical standpoint and not from a primarily spiritual standpoint are missing the whole picture. The wars that are shown, the conflicts that are shown in Daniel chapter 11 and in uh, Revelation 19, those conflicts, those wars, those battles are not battles where God's people are playing any prominent role because God's people are not in warrior mode as this conflict plays out. God's people are ultimately rescued by the coming of Christ. God's people are not fighting armed conflict, armed physical conflict against any enemy. The second coming finds Christ coming to rescue his people. So any interpretation of any prophecies where God's people are in armed conflict at a physical level is completely incorrect. We need to know what we ought to do. We need to understand what prophecy means, what its intent is. We ought to be getting prepared and helping other people to get prepared. Do you know what to do? Our understanding of prophecy should lead us to encouraging people to take steps in positive directions, both physical and spiritual. We should be preparing people to move forward. We should be preparing people to make commitments to God. If, when you finish reading prophecy, all you can see is the negative behavior of entities A, B, C, and D, then you were reading it wrong. Your focus was skewed. The point of prophecy is to prepare us for final events, primarily from a spiritual perspective, because salvation is a spiritual issue. There are many, many people who will have a stellar, cerebral understanding of final events and be lost because the spiritual connection and commitment isn't there. I mean, let's not forget, of all of the created entities, the one that has the most knowledge of God is the archenemy. His knowledge isn't helping him because the heart commitment was lost at some point. The purpose of prophecy is to help us to know what we ought to do. And what we ought to do has two major components. How we need to be prepared, both the spiritual and any physical preparation that is necessary in any way, and how we need to help other people be prepared, both spiritually and physically. We saw it with Noah. We saw it with Lot. And the Lord told us that the end times will be like the days of Noah and like the days of Lot. So we know that we have 
those types of the past that will align with the anti-type of the future. Don't get caught up in negative Christian messaging. Don't spend all your time lamenting your rights and the direction of the planet and all of those kinds of things. They're true. They are there. The spiritual declension is something that needs to be mentioned. There are things that you, you're not going to just pretend don't exist. But at the end of the day, gospel means good news. And if there's no good news in the gospel that you're preaching and teaching, then you've got the wrong gospel. You've got something that's not the gospel. The gospel is good news. When we look at prophecy and look at the fact that we understand prophecy, oh, there's some things we're not going to be able to see as clearly until the events actually transpire. That's fine. But the general theme and, and trajectory of prophecy, we know and we understand. We need to be giving people assurances. Men's hearts are going to be failing them for fear. Even now, people are perplexed about potential nuclear war and things of that sort, which we know, prophetically speaking, won't happen. It doesn't mean that there's not going to be conflict and bloodshed and chaos. We're not saying that. The Bible doesn't say that. There will not be annihilation of, of humankind by nuclear weaponry. It's not going to happen. Prophetically, we know that for sure. That knowledge, that assurance would do much to comfort many hearts. Preparation to meet God who is coming would also be helpful. Let's make sure that as we evaluate all of the things that are ongoing, and as we study the word of God and understand prophecy, that we use it the way God intended when he gave it to us. To help us to know what we ought to do and to communicate salvation and redemption and the forgiveness of sins and the good news of the gospel to others so they can choose to be on the Lord's side. So that they can have a way out of all of this chaos that will soon come upon the world. I know a lot of people are looking at the things that are happening and everybody's so certain that, oh, look, we're right there and we're in it. Matthew 24 reminds us there will be wars and rumors of wars. But the end is not yet. Don't be troubled yet. In a certain way, that's scary because it means that all of this stuff which is disturbing is not the stuff to be disturbed about because it's before. These are the beginning of sorrows. We need to understand that ourselves. There are many people who think that we're deep into this thing and we're not. I'm not suggesting that things are going to move slowly. I'm suggesting that things are going to escalate, but they're going to escalate much more intensely than many realize. What we're seeing now is just the tip of the iceberg. And many of us don't know what to do because we're not leveraging the prophecy to get ourselves in the right place with God, nor to help others to do so. First Chronicles 12, 32 says, And of the children of Issachar, 
which were men that had understanding of the times, to know what Israel ought to do. The heads of them were two hundred, and all their brethren were at their commandment. Let's close with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your mercy. We thank you, Lord, for your patience among so many other things. We ask you to help us to get it in gear, help us to recognize that all of this information was not just given for us to lament or to answer trivia or to feel better than other people who don't know, but it was intended for us to be ready and help others to be ready. Please bless us and keep us, Lord. Please continue to hold those four winds of strife until we have gotten as many people as we can to understand what your word is and what your will is. We pray, Lord, that you will continue to bless your people. We ask you to help those who, who listen to this, that it will, it will touch them and they will study for themselves to understand what they ought to do. Please bless us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks again for listening to this podcast. You can reach us via email at biblequestions at asbzone.com. We look forward to hearing from you, whether you have questions, comments, suggestions, or concerns. We also recommend that you check out the True Wisdom podcast, where Robert and I discuss Bible stories and topics together. Both of these podcast channels can be found on a variety of platforms, including Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Amazon Music, plus more. Please remember our ministries in your prayers. Until we meet again next time, may God richly bless you as you prayerfully study and share His Holy Word.